Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 102. This is your host, Simon Silwal. I would like to welcome Micah Morgan to Emran's podcast. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How was your summer heat training started? Suddenly we we had a cold weather a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, and then the heat is back. So we're we're I think we skipped the spring in, in South this year. Yeah, I was about to say, no no spring whatsoever, straight into summer, but I expect nothing else here. <laughs> Definitely. But this will, this will work great for you because uh, let's start uh, there. Uh, before we go forward, let's talk about your your journey. You're getting ready to go to Badwater uh, 2018. You're going to be the class of 2018. Uh, how excited are you for that? Very, very excited. I can't put it into words, I, but I'm scared at the same time. So I think I have a healthy appreciation for where I'm at, but definitely excited. I think every day is one day I'm excited. The next day I'm, wow, how, what am I going to do? And the next day I'm, it just goes in there. It's a roller coaster of emotions for sure. Definitely. Uh, when did you find out about you, you headed to Badwater? How, how does that process work? I guess the long story short, I won a 51 miler on Cape Fear. It's a Badwater sister race. It's a great race um, on Baldhead Island last March. And then um, the race director said, you know, you have an automatic qualifier to get in. And, you know, Carrie and I, my husband kind of sat down and said, can we make this work? This is the closest we've ever come to this dream. Like, can we make it happen? And so um, he said, you got to run three 100s. And if you do, you're in. And so I did. And then still, when they announced it, I was a nervous wreck. (laughs) I feel like, you know, Chris Kosman doesn't do anything easy. And so I was so scared he wasn't going to call my name, but but he did. So um, I found out earlier this year and here we are. Here we are um, a couple of months uh, before Great Badwater Race. So I know you're heavily training. We saw each other on uh, Sunday. Um, I know you're, you're talking about your training weekend talk more about it as we go forward. I just kind of wanted to bring that up before we uh, we go any more deeper. Just wanted to, before we go forward, uh, I'd like to ask you, uh, usually I, I do ask your running journey. Now you'll be running Badwater. Uh, uh, how did you get here? Uh, tell us about, briefly t- tell us about your running journey. I know you're a really fast runner. We see each <laughs> other a lot on the road in around town in Birmingham. You're just leading some group and going fast. I don't think I can run fast as fast as you, but tell us your running journey. How did you start? Okay. No, uh, I grew up playing team sports. I played softball and volleyball. And then after I played a couple years of college softball and then after, you know, just being, being active was kind of like, what do I, what do I do from here? What, do, you know, and then I always enjoyed running, helped cross country. I ran a little cross country and helped the track team, uh, in high school. And this, I've all, I always, I've talked about it before with Julie Pierce from the BTC, where we talked about, I used to love it when we got in trouble and something didn't go right. And we had to run laps around the softball field. And I was, <laughs> I loved it. But then when we had to sprint bases, I was terrible, terrible sprinter. After college and after I got finished, I started running and um, just really developed a, kind of a, a hunger for it. And I would go out. And I at first, I didn't know a single person. I would go to my high school and we had this, it was called a, a Cougar Mile. And I would just run this mile over and over and over because I knew it was, this was before Garmin's came out. And so you just kind of planted your, you know, you drove your car wherever you were going. But I um, started there. 
And then um, I had uh, ran a couple of marathons, uh, just really, really enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, Jennifer Andress, she pulled me over from my side of town over to kind of where all of you guys were and uh, introduced me to lots of lots of incredible people and met great people and that pushed me to, you know, I feel like push myself even more. And so uh, when I met my husband, I had a, a nice chunk of marathons behind me and always flirted with the idea of should I run an ultra marathon I don't know and literally he signed me up in my sleep uh for (laughs) for a marathon or an ultra marathon and I woke up the next day and he was he said um guess what you're gonna do and I was like what and he was you're running an ultra marathon if it was a 12 hour and I was like you okay you're kidding and then I just I did it and then I just really 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 enjoyed pushing myself and seeing where I can, I can push myself and take, you know, my, go to the next limit or the next, um, breaking boundaries just for myself. But, um, and then I guess from there, you know, he kept encouraging me to keep running ultras as well as marathons as well. And then, um, I just really, I just kind of developed this love for ultra marathoning and, I mean, I guess that's kind of where that's kind of where it came from, you know, just kind of that definitely a push from him to kind of just to do it. But then I really fell in love with it. And I've, I've really enjoyed kind of the journey. And I'm kind of in the beginning, beginning stages of it. So, yeah, learning a lot as I go along. Definitely. Um, it sounds like a, you needed somebody to kind of push you. And uh, those of you who have not listened Carrie Morgan's uh, interview, it was a year, year and a half ago. I don't remember exactly. episode. I'll I'll link it up. Uh, he's a. He's a coach here, so I'm, I'm glad he pushed you to uh, uh, running <laughs> running ultra yeah. because you were getting so good at it, too. Uh, uh, tell us about when you started running ultra. Let's see. I, I did a couple, you know, kind of in the years past, and then when we signed up. So the I guess the way we got hooked up with Baldhead was Carrie's brother-in-law. They him uh, His sister and brother-in-law bought a house on Baldhead Island. And they were sitting out on the porch one day and said, what is going on? Ru- people were just running past their house and they were like, what is this? So they asked around and um, they told him that was the uh, 51 miler for uh, Badwater. And the second he found out, he said, oh, I got to tell Carrie and Micah. And when he did, he was like, the house is y'all's. Take it. You got to do this race. And so um, so we did. And then, uh, you know, from that year, it was just. I, you know, I did the 100s and that was my, you know, first time to do that. And, uh, you know, the first one was the keys and the keys were, if anybody's thinking about a 100, the keys is great. That was one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. Uh, Key Largo to Key West. It was beautiful. So I took a team of, uh, Greg Oliver and Carrie and myself. We went, we were, um, completely novice, had no idea what we're doing, but had a blast and executed well. And then, um, Carrie, we went to uh, Pensacola in September on Labor Day, and we did the Wildcat 100, which was one of the hottest races I have ever done um, in the woods. And it was kind of trail road mix. And uh, that was Carrie's first ultra. So that was exciting to be there. His first 100 miler, I should say. And then um, we went and did um, Daytona, which was Jacksonville Beach to Daytona Beach in December. And that's where... Um, I guess I decided to push a little bit in that race. And um, that's kind of where we, we figured out, okay, maybe we do have maybe a little, uh, there's a competitive edge and, you know, maybe, maybe we're doing some things right. And we executed well. Uh, Like I said, I still have tons more to learn, but um, that was the final uh, 100 miler. Uh, And so um, that was, that was the last one that I did was in December. Definitely. uh, 
like I said, you, you are new in it, into ultra. Uh, looks like you haven't done many ultras. Just uh, even there, you you push pretty hard. As, as you switch from marathon running to ultra running, what is the, what, what kind of difference did you find? Definitely. So first one, keys. I made a lot of mistakes at the recovery in the end. I think we executed race wise. You know, drinking when we were you know thirsty and taking in calories, being proactive. Um, and I, we, I think we did a good job during for not knowing what we were doing. Uh, but it was afterwards recovery. I was absolutely terrible, made a lot of mistakes. Um, we traveled too quickly afterwards and just didn't, didn't fuel and didn't drink afterwards. Like we should and learned a, through a lot of trial and error, ended up, um, learning a lot there. Cause I was, I was pretty rough after that one, but then, uh, kind of made changes through each one. So I think nutrition and recovery got better as we went along. And then I guess too, after which, like I said, I'm still at a novice level and learning this, but after the, I got to the third 100 of trusting myself a little bit more to kind of push just a little and kind of see, okay, if I make stops shorter and, um, yeah, I, I guess just take the paces just a little bit faster, you know, would I be okay? And so we kind of played around there um, just to, just to kind of see how I would, how it would go. But definitely, definitely still a, 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 I'm a, still a work in progress on that, but lots of, lots of, uh, I think fuel, fueling got better towards the end, but definitely lots of mistakes in the beginning. Definitely. Um, I've done 700 mile run. I think 34, 30, 35 ultras, but I'm still learning. Uh, try to like, yeah. like you, I'm trying <laughs> to do better. And uh, I know. as I age, things are just changing a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't blame for age, but uh, but it's just part of the training that I don't have. And tell me about that. Uh, you talked about moving too quickly, uh, recovery. Tell us about what what happened there. What uh, a lot of us like to learn and listen, um, and everybody has there different way to recover. From a hundred, um, I tried uh, for a couple of days. I'm just uh, not moving, and it it takes me. And I started doing a little bit of the active recovery uh, process. Uh, Susan Donnelly of one of the one of the podcast guests, she talks about that. When being a more active recovery for any any races I do now, recent years, recent days, I mean recent months. So, so tell us about what what happened there. Yeah, no. So the first one after the keys. Um, I, I, I wasn't very, very active afterwards, except for, for travel. So once we, we finished, I think my mistake was, oh, well, I've run a marathon and I've showed up for work the next day. I'll be fine. So I can run this 100 on Saturday and show up to work on Monday and be great. Um, and I haven't really talked about this too much, but I guess one of my, my biggest, biggest mistakes was we woke up Sunday and we had gone to the awards ceremony and then we literally drove to the airport from there. So it was driving from the Keys back to Miami. And so, you know, when you're in the car, you're not drinking, you're not really eating as much. You don't want to make a bunch of stops. And so um, I just kind of didn't even think about it in my head. Drink fluids. You just ran this really, really hot 100 mile. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we stopped for a quick, um, a quick lunch. And my choice was not, I wasn't very smart with the choice that I, it was just kind of a quick, like grilled chicken salad, get out of there. Um, didn't really fuel with, you know, the good, good fats, good carbs, anything like that afterwards. And then we got to the airport. And of course, you know, when you fly, your risk of dehydration and things go up mm -hmm. as well. And so it was kind of all in that of that was by the time we got home Sunday night, I was in bed and then ready to go to work the next morning. So actually at work. 
I was kind of, I had my coffee in the morning, ate some breakfast, went to work, and then literally everything went tunnel vision. And at work, they were like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I honestly think I'm dying right now. Like, oh. here I go. Wow. And so um, they actually sent, I went and got some IV fluids and then perked back up and was much, much better. Um, but it was just huge. You know, it was just, I guess that slice of humble pie of like, you, you're not 21 years old anymore. You've got to recover <laughs> and really you can't do that. And so that was a huge mistake that I made. Um, so after, by the time I got to the second, um, that next morning we kind of, we refueled, drank, we, we were at the beach and we had kind of walked down. We didn't travel. We stayed there, kind of stayed put, walked around the beach and, um, just maybe just acted touristy, you know, while we were there. And then, um, was so that more of just active, um, did more stretching and walking around and, um, definitely eating and drinking better afterwards. And so that one, I had no trouble with them recovery. And then even after Daytona, it was increasing, you know, doing, I ate more, more and more calories and refueled and moved around. And, uh, we said, you know, kind of did same thing. We were at the beach again. So <sighs> we kind of sat in the hot tub and walked around on the beach and put our legs in cold water and warm water. And it was, um, you know, just kind of doing things like that of stretching again. That's kind of the things that I guess I learned more in recovery. And then once I got back, you know, I still, I'm a big proponent after some of these races of not necessarily running back and this is just my, me and my opinion of hitting the roads immediately I, I, st I like to take you know five to seven days I may walk around or just get on the treadmill and move or bike and move my legs but I still like to take several days off and just kind of reward myself with a little bit of recovery but the first I'm telling you it, I made some huge mistakes but I will never do that again <laughs> never do it again definitely uh I remember when I ran my first hundred uh I drove by myself it took me literally uh from Lake Martin here I think four hours to get here because I was sleepy I had to stop every so often it's only like an hour and a half drive so I mean, yeah. nowadays I even started staying one extra day for a marathon. I just want to enjoy, yeah. uh, you know, just, uh, but, but, but you're right about, uh, right after you finish 100, uh, travel, uh, however, six, seven, eight hours to get to the airport and get home, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, that, uh, I have not done, it's a huge mistake. Uh, definitely, yeah, a huge de mistake. definitely. I have not done any, um, out of uh, state, uh, 100 miler. I'm looking forward for that and let's do some of them, but but I, I have thought about this this kind of scenario where how, what 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 happens. That's why I was so curious. What happens after running a hundred? You know. So you know. I know. So. I see. I got to do. I got to do Penhody here and do the states one hundred miler instead of going out of state so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so in state is a lot easier uh, if somebody can roll you in, in the car and bring you home. But oh, yeah. but out of state, you gotta you have to travel, you know, so far. But definitely. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Oh, yeah. So talk about uh, all this ultra. Most of your ultras are road ultras, correct? Yeah, most of them are, are road. I've done a... I've done a little bit of trail, but it's very... Nothing, nothing technical. I haven't done anything, um, any trail... Uh, with technicality or at, at all, at all. Um, so, so tell us about uh, why uh, you you wanted to wait to go to trail, or is there a reason for it for you to not to go to trail, or you just enjoy doing the road ultra or, or light technical ultra? Yeah, no, um, no reason in particular. I'm not opposed to getting to the trail. I think I'm just I, I run so much with my with my husband. Our um, and this is this is such a this is such a lame excuse. Whenever um, this has been, gosh, several years back, one of our really good friends was running. Um, he was running on the trails at Oak Mountain, and he fell and he broke his ankle. 
And then two weeks later, my husband, Carrie, was running a trail race at um, Ruffner Mountain. And he fell and broke his ankle. And then another friend of ours, like a week later, sprained his ankle, which anything can happen. You can fall off, you know, the steps at your house for sure. And so I guess um, I'm living off of my husband's. He's a little skittish to go back to the trail. We'll go every now and then. But um, I think uh, just for the most part right now, I just I haven't been back to the trail really because one of the reasons is um, he hasn't been back to the trail, but. I'm not opposed to it at all. <laughs> Definitely, we need to put, bring you to the trail. But I, there's, know, I know. But there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, you just no. you're you're where you feel more comfortable, you know, because I yeah. I feel I feel more comfortable running a road marathon than trail. And when it comes to ultra, I think I have not done any road ultra, so I just wanted to see the difference between doing the road ultra road hundred miler versus trail hundred mile or so yeah. um, definitely I, more pounding, you know, when you when you do hit the road. But there's something about there's something about knowing, especially when you're um, you're doing that Key Largo to Key West or Jacksonville Beach to Daytona Beach of you're running this distance and it's straight ahead and you're seeing the roads and you just take off and go and it's in your head. And, you know, a lot of people say you ran, you know, Key Largo to Key West. That's that's so far. But the journey there on the road, just kind of seeing the, the different section, you know, cities and sections as you went by and just following that beach was just it was amazing it was amazing but just kind of seeing that distance ahead of you and just tackling it was it i don't know it's just it's a cool feeling of just kind of getting out there and just going it's That's a lot more wear and tear on you for sure definitely i would like to see the road uh road ultra i'd like to do a couple of road ultra just to see how i yeah. feel um yeah i don't even particularly enjoy the small circuit uh you know uh, those uh 12 hour 24 hours i still have not really like those uh, those also people can, can log i think you did some of those correct so yeah, i've done i've done some 12 and i gary's trying he's trying to get me to do a 24 and it's in the back of my head it's in the back of my head to try 24 but yeah. um i haven't I, I, as you can see i haven't i haven't definitely yet, you, you should you should go to some of those qualifying races so you can go for national qualifying so that that's another set of group of people that you, you have to listen to. And those people are, those people are tough. Yeah, they're serious. <laughs> those people are so tough. But, but ultra people, I mean, ultra people, ultra folks are tough. It's a breed that I, I, I'm, I'm so lucky to become a part of, but I have met some of the most incredible people and the toughest people. I mean, with all kinds of stories and backgrounds and I mean, some people with just hip replacements or knee replacements that get out there and just, go to town for hours and it's it's incredible um you know the stuff you can learn and the camaraderie and it's it's just different it's it's a different group than marathoners for sure yeah but one of the one of the things is uh i mentioned that in my recent podcast that uh we're we're a small group of people and uh -hmm. even you know when you carve out all the marathoner you know in a race you get 100 200 people in the western state is it's as much as you can hear about that's not many people and at oh, bad, yeah. bad water, there's not many people running. You know, we're a very small percent of the percent of the percent of the people, even from oh, the yeah. marathon to go to ultra distance. So you know, yeah, that's a running ultra. We we have to learn to take care of each other. That's the oh, other yeah. things because you know things can happen to us. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that sounds interesting, uh, Michael. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, let's uh, get back to our, our the main topic we want to talk about is the bad water. Um, uh, tell us about 
like you said, like you mentioned a little bit, it's a, it's a dream. When did that dream started? Uh, was it was it uh, from the beginning? You knew about the bad water, or you just uh, wanted to do that's the next thing you wanted to do? How how did how did, how did that work? Um, I think you know several several years ago, you know when I when I heard about bad water, you know it's just kind of this. You kind of watch you know a video or a movie, you know a documentary, and you see these people, and you're like. Oh, I, I, I want to be one of those people. I will be one of those people one day. But then you kind of like the journey to get there. You've got to figure it out. But the second I heard about Badwater, I, I just I wanted to be a part of that race somehow, some way get there um, and just see about pushing myself to the next limit and, and, you know, crossing the finish line of doing this, you know, the world's toughest, you know, foot race. And, you know, can I can I do this? But um I, th- I just think the second I heard about it, I can't tell you, I can't tell you what it it, it, it is, but it, it just, there was something burning just deep in my gut saying that y- you're going to, f- you're going to do this race one day, you know, and it's kind of at first you're going, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, this, you know, just the second I, I saw it and just watched, you know, people, you know, the greats that have gone before us that have, that have done this race and the originals, um, you know, just being a part of that, of just pushing, I, I think there's just something about that race that, that highlights and, 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 and enlightens just pushing yourself to that next limit of what you can do and what your body can do. But I don't, I don't know, just, I mean, the first time I heard about it, it I just had a burning that I, I'm going to be a part of that one day. I don't know how, but I'm going to. <laughs> Definitely. Now you're here. So you, you have everything set up to go. Let's talk about your training. What kind of training are you putting into to run this uh, bad water? Tell us about your training. Like like we mentioned earlier, that the warmer weather has arrived here quickly. I think it's good yes. for you. Yeah. You know, okay. So now that it's warmer, any day that I can get out and run um, more midday, afternoon, um, for the most part, I'm trying to get a couple days a week of doing that. And then just, I had, you know, I had somebody, you know, tell me he's a, a, a great uh, ultra coach in Florida that just said, get out and just run your butt off, you know, outside as many miles as you can hit the hills, get in the heat and just run. And so most of my days are um, heavy miles. And then the weekends are um, pretty heavy anywhere from um, 60 to 70, you know, over the weekend alone, and then just kind of 10 to 15 every other day of the week for the most part. And then we're doing um, some sauna training, um, sitting in the sauna, a lot of a lot of people told us to, you know, get in the sauna and, and go to town and the, and the same guy, um, uh, ultra coach from Florida, you know, just said, just kind of just sit in there, stretch, take in the heat and the heat, you know, from, from the sauna. So doing that, I backed off the gym a little bit. I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent of core work with your running, but, um, backed off of that just a little bit. So I'm doing the gym still about two days a week, um, just to kind of keep my sanity. And then, um, lots of stretching, a little bit of massage here and there. I don't know if you're, are you, and you, you might know Steve Ponte. He's a trail runner here in town uh does great 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 massage for runners in the community and so he's been a huge part of recovery from for myself but mainly you know like I said just running running my tail off as many miles as I can um now that it's getting warmer thank goodness I didn't think it was ever going to come I was <laughs> I didn't think it was ever going to get here this year but um but that's that I mean that's re- that's really kind of what we're doing right now so one of the thing I was here and uh, I have seen some of my friends uh, were training Western State. Uh, uh, they do like a winter clothes, middle of the summer. Are you trying to? Are Are you going to do that? And I know I have seen. I have seen so far. I have seen you haven't gotten that far. But 
are you going to do that winter clothes uh, running running in the middle of the heat heat of summer? I'm I'm not opposed to it at all. Um, I, we haven't kind of we haven't put that in really any in the plan, but I'm trying to whenever which. I guess my husband throws it off. I try to turn the air conditioner off in the house, and he's like, oh, my God, I've got to turn it on. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm trying just to, you know, whenever I can, even, like, after work, you know, driving home without the air conditioner in the car. And then I guess I'm not opposed. I haven't thought about really wearing a winter coat or, like, something really heavy. But um, I'm not I'm not opposed to running in it. I guess we – I don't know. That may be something we need to talk about, but – one other thing that I was going to kind of mention as we talk about this, uh, you know, we have to be uh, careful with, you know, as much as we want to do, being hot and getting that uh, hot heat uh, can get us pretty quickly, correct? I, I know that's what you're trying to overcome, but mm-hmm. how, how are you uh, trying to do hydrate in, in, in such a condition, even when you're inside the sauna and, and I don't know how, how long you're staying inside the sauna. Is it dry sauna or, or steam yeah. one? Yeah, in the in the dry sauna, I've stayed upwards of forty minutes in there, and um, that's just and that's mainly just me. I'm kind of like I got to get out of here. I'm you know bored to death in here, but um, <laughs> I've done probably forty minutes, probably the longest that I've kind of stayed in there. But um, I, I use several different things for hydration. I'm a, a huge proponent of noon. I love noon tabs, so I try to keep noon tabs. I still do a little bit of you know Gatorade or G2. Powerade Zero, all that stuff, but try to stick with mainly noon. I use a lot of Tailwind when we're running, um, just to put in the. I I, I used a little Carbapro. Um, I just think I, I trust noon and Tailwind. Um, I think just it works well for me, so that's what I've really used. But then trying to drink water as much as I can and st- stay away from a deficit and running with a water bottle. That's kind of. I think that crossover, because, you know, we went from like 40s and 50s, I feel like, to 80s, 90s all of a sudden. <laughs> so it's just making my, myself put the water bottle back in my hand um, or the pack on my back and running with it. But um, that kind of all started last week of carrying, you know, carrying stuff a little bit more. But um, but I usually stick with those and try to drink it throughout the day and, you know, constantly refilling my cup when I'm at work. Um, the best I can, but a lot of times too, whenever, whenever we get done running, we'll try to go, um, and I guess any dermatologist or, um, you know, skin people close, close your ears on this one, but, um, try to go, um, straight to the pool, like after we run. So we, we might run 20 miles and then go to the pool and sit there for an hour, hour and a half and just be in the sun if we can, as much as we, you know, just to kind of get that extra heat, which, you know, a tan's not bad too, but um, <laughs> just trying to just trying to stay in the heat as much as we can. Uh, you know, on the weekends, I uh, can't do it as much during the week, but we do that a lot on the weekends as well after long, long runs. But that hydration's in the in the forefront of my head now. Of putting it all right, got to get this back going. It's not cold anymore. Yeah, definitely, uh, because uh, that's going to be the biggest part as you uh, run the yes. bad water. Uh, all right, the keys. They they had a um, a physician that was um, down in the area come and speak and he he kind of highlighted on drinking during these ultras when you're thirsty as well just kind of not so much of um you know just i guess running that risk of more hyponatremia of just like chugging 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 but um and i'm trying to i'm trying to keep ahead but also just that importance of when you're thirsty take a sip when you're thirsty take a sip and not just getting that kind of water belly where you're just kind of sloshing and you're miserable <laughs> um, finding that happy medium in between there too, but that was some of the best advice I had gotten was on the, from this from a physician there that was 
just really, really kind of, you know, going through some studies and the reasons of just kind of holding your drink when you're thirsty, take a sip, you know, when you're thirsty, take a sip and don't just kind of overdo it. Um, but that's really, that's been one of the things that have helped me a lot with hydration. Definitely. Uh, one other thing uh, for me, uh, being in the heat, uh, last couple of ultra distance I have done, uh, just nauseating, vomiting, and those uh, those episodes I, I had, uh, it was not fun experience. I think by the second race, I was, I was ready. <laughs> it just takes one race to kind of first race out like, a, this never happened to me and what's going on during the oh, race. Yeah. And then second race, like, okay, I'm, I'm like, like you said earlier about being ready for the next race, kind of I was ready. But uh, oh, yeah. but definitely, I think those things also you need to think about the food, uh, how uh, I think uh, one of the things I have started changing again, have more liquid kind of food as well if I cannot eat the solid. So yeah. so, so beyond like I, I've started using Boost a product, I think, Chocolate Boost, mm-hmm. some cold. So those are the things I'm using. What is your nutrition like now? I will tell you this. Um, a lifesaver has been um, the rice balls of kind of making just a – a bland white rice and making um, making them into balls so you can just kind of pick it up. You can hold it in your hand. You can eat it really quickly or you can kind of take it with you and just kind of, uh, you know, because it, 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 the farther you go, it gets really hard to chew and it gets really hard to kind of put stuff down. But the calorie, kind of that dense calorie in a rice ball has been amazing. And I think that was a game changer for me. Um, trying to stay away. Um, had a, a good friend tell us, don't get hung up on taking in so much sugar calories at the beginning of goos and chews. And I still use those, but try to get, um, as much as I can. Oh, but the, um, trying to, trying to stay, trying to avoid more of the sugar, heavy, heavy sugar, you know, the goo packs, trying to stay away from that and just get as much kind of dense, get the bars in early. If I can get that, um, the honey stinger bars have been fantastic. There, that's an easy bar for me to eat, but um, getting that stuff down early on kind of lasts longer. And then, you know, going up sometimes too, you know, in your head in the grocery store, kind of when you're preparing, you say, Oh, well, this has worked well. I think this, I'm good tomorrow. Maybe I'll eat this. And you buy all this stuff. But sometimes too, just going up to whatever stand or whatever aid station the race provides and just kind of looking at the smorgasbord that's <laughs> just kind of taking something from it. I feel like I've done better with that, and I've um, it'll actually make me maybe take a bite of a a sweet potato chip or something like that that I would never have bought before that if, that I've done well with. But I know that's kind of taking a risk of not being a hundred percent. But that's great. Uh, you mentioned of a honey stinger. I, I was introduced to that uh, one of the marathon down here, uh, Biloxi. Uh, Gulf Coast Marathon, they had it there. Uh, it's, it was good, and their their waffle that's really tastes so good. So, <laughs> yeah, those are you know those are easy to. I feel like they taste good. They're easy to get down. It's just you know I guess some of, some of that other some stuff just gets really really sweet, and then you kind of it's that same kind of your guts kind of saying if you put another piece of sugar or a peanut in in me, you know I'm gonna lose it. But yeah. um. You know, varying that stuff too, and not just taking in the same thing over and over and over, and just kind of varying it around, kind of helps helps your gut just a little bit as well. Definitely, a um, big part of uh, running a uh, running ultra, especially uh, bad water, is uh, your crew and uh, pacers. Uh, more crew than the pacer, I guess. Both both uh, both are important. How you how mm-hmm. are you putting your team together? Tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm very fortunate for the group of people that I have. Um, Owen Bradley's coming, one of the best ultra runners, uh, you know, in the state. Or the I mean, well, in the country. 
um, he's coming with us. And then John Cobb, amazing. Again, he's got a lot of experience and he's going to be able to provide a lot. And then uh, Mike Shore, um, a local, another local runner, very good guy, very calming personality. And then, um, and a very excited person. So, um, and then Carrie, my husband. So Carrie will be the crew chief. And then I've got those three. And then we'll just kind of divide. You know, you have to run uh, 41 miles or so by yourself um, through the night at the beginning. And so after that, you know, we'll just kind of see how they feel and how they want to divide it. And then we'll go from there, which it'll be interesting. This is the first time I've actually had a quote unquote pacer that actually has to stay behind me. So that'll, that'll be different of having somebody kind of right behind your shoulder the whole time. But, um, I, I'm, I'm confident in them. I hope they're confident in me. And then I think, I think we're going to have a great time They're I mean, they're all excited and I'm honored that they'll even, you know, take the time out of their families like to, or, you know, to come help me out. So we should have a good time. I'm pretty pumped about each and every one of them. Definitely. Uh, that, those are the great, uh, crew Pacer, oh, yeah. uh, I think that's a, that's a great team you got. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm telling you, I'm like, how? <laughs> y'all, I can't believe y'all are coming with me. You know, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm very thankful for each one of them for sure. So they're doing the night start again this year. I think they went to day start and night start. Correct that you're doing the night start for this one. Yeah, doing the night start. So they'll they'll start three waves um, at night, and that starts Monday night, July 23rd. So. Um, the the beginning will be all or the beginning of the race is all at night, so that'll be interesting as well. <laughs> so, what's the temperature like uh, at at night and uh, July twenty third? So, and this is kind of, you know just what I've heard. I, I have not been there, but you know lows of kind of in the nineties, and then once the sun comes out, temperatures are you know they're already tipping. Um, I want to say um, a friend told us the the high today uh was 105 or 109 already today so i have heard anywhere from around 120 could be the high maybe higher maybe a little lower 130 but uh that's what we're looking at daily uh, during the day so <laughs> but I'm, i you know part of me i'm you know i like the heat the heat the heat I'll, I'll tell you you know to be honest that i'm not so much scared of the heat um it's the terrain that's that's more that i'm more fearful of just kind of going into this new new territory of you know all huge hills that you know we have hills here but you know actually 17 mile inclines um you know that's 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 huge but um I, I feel like I'm home in the heat. <laughs> like, it's a good place for me. Yeah. The, the heat that you're going to get is nothing like what, what we see here, but definitely. No, no, no. So part of this uh, building up to this, uh, doing the bad water, uh, one of the things um, I see as ultra runner myself, we've suffered through so many races lately, uh, of my own doing, it's not nobody's putting me through. Uh, one of the things I see is that <laughs> determination and uh and uh, you know, mental toughness, uh, having a heart on it. I think those are the very important part of uh, running ultra because you know, you know, running as you know. I mean, there's always the point you want to quit, or people you see people quitting, and you know, maybe you think that's a better idea um, than just moving forward. Um, one of the thing uh, I see people is quitting too early, not giving yourself chance to finish. Uh, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, tell us about how mentally are you prepared? Yeah, um, you know, for me doing three one hundred in a year 
or less than a year, you know, at first was kind of a, I mean, that was a big thing of saying, you know, your brain wants to tell you that you can't do that. No way. But then there's this, you know, that drive and determination that comes that tells you, you know, you can and you can do it and your body can withstand, our bodies can withstand a lot. It's just kind of making your mind believe that you're, you're bigger. And so um, I think I learned last year, um, you know, I, I have much to learn and I'm nowhere near, you know, the best, but, you know, I've learned that I'm, I'm strong and I'm tough and I can get through and I can cross that finish line no matter what happens. And so, you know, at, at Badwater, I think it's kind of being that posture and taking that, you know, that confidence and, and, and turning it into, you know, that, as something that drives you and that determination. But it comes from comes from deep within and it's just kind of clicking that switch into your brain that says, you know, learning to say glass half full and living in the moment and you can do this and you know, life is short and, you know, look, look what you are capable of doing and, and pushing yourself through it all. I'll tell you, there's a, there's a quote that says, um, go confidently in the direction of your dreams and live the life you've imagined. And that I feel like, you know, it's a silly little quote, but it's so true. It's, it, you know, we're given these opportunities, you know, all over the place, left and right that are thrown at us, but it's just taking those little bitty, those little bitty opportunities and just making, um, making your dreams happen. But, uh, you know, I think last year, you know, really, really, really pushed me in that direction. And then now that I'm here, actually, actually living out this huge, you know, race and, you know, being around these incredible people, I tell Carrie all the time, I don't know how in the world I'm even on the, on the, on the starting line with these people. They're amazing. But, but you know, it's actually, but it's living your dream and getting there. Definitely, but uh, there's a purpose for you, for a reason for mm -hmm. you to be there. Uh, we we well, we know that uh, you know you you're there to, you know, motivate all of us. Uh, you know, <laughs> and yeah. looks like hey, if I can motivate one person just to get up and go to the mailbox, you know, for the first time, you know, just getting getting up and moving, I'm I'm happy. I, I you know, it's just I feel like too, and this is my soapbox of you know being in the South in Alabama, but you know, we're all, I mean, I started from scratch. We all start from scratch, but you know, just if I can motivate one person to get up and do something different or do something, you know, whether it's swim or bike or go to the gym for the first time, I'm happy. Definitely. You motivate me. I've seen you pushing distance and ultra and speed, you know, those are, those are the things, <laughs> you know, and you have built up to be where you are now going to battle water. Uh, tell us about uh, what motivates you. Uh, what is what is that drive you have in inside? You mentioned that a little bit. Uh, give us a little picture. Of what really drive you, or drove you to be here, or driving you now to go all the way to California and run the bad water in the middle of the summer? Yeah, I know. I um, you know, I think what I feel like really what's driving me right now. I'm always interested in kind of that what what pushes us and what's you know everybody's got that little bitty goal of making it to the next level and getting to that next you know step and i think right now you know i love pushing pushing myself you know having a goal and just trying to reach that goal even if you never touch the goal just trying to get there push your body to the next limit and see what you can do but i'll have to admit right now birmingham is it's so inspiring there are people running their first, you know, 5k and trying the ultra distance and running sub three marathons or just their first marathon or, 
running with their kids um, on a weekend 5K and um, running, you know, color runs with their kids, just doing all kinds of stuff that, you know, there's women doing amazing things and reaching feats that, you know, we only thought the boys could do, you know, and, and it's, I, I feel like just Birmingham right now, it, it's amazing. And I think it's so inspiring, whether, you know, who you're affiliated with. Um, I think it's it's just nice to see all of us pushing each other and, you know, competing against each other and driving each other. You know, it just, it made every single day. It, it's whatever group you pass on the trail or on the road, um, you know, and everybody's kind of yelling and yelling at each other for the, you know, their win over the 5K on last weekend or whatever it is. It's so motivating right now. Definitely. Uh, and our running community growing fast. And, and it's wonderful to see that. It's wonderful to see that. And uh, trail running community, road running, you know, like you said, every aspect of running is great. It's running. Um, one other thing I, I just wanted to ask, um, you have gone through this process. Uh, once you come out of bad water, you will you'll have more clear picture. Tell us about what have you learned about yourself so far as an ultra-distance runner on becoming an ultra-distance runner, uh, what have you learned um, about yourself? Yeah, you know, I told you, you know, uh, definitely capable of making lots of mistakes through this. But, you know, just I, I think just making more wiser choices of taking care of myself, you know, doing more more things uh, nutrition-wise um, to take care of myself. Um, I, I'm learning that. I'm still learning that. I feel like that's such a hard thing to, to, you know, to learn. But I feel like I've I've learned, you know, I I am I am strong and I am tough. And I I think that whatever you put in front of me, I'm I'm gonna do whatever I can to knock it down and and, and pass barriers and and get through it. You know, I may not be the the toughest or the smartest or the fastest, but whatever you put in front of me, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to, to knock it down and get to the next level. And I think I've, I think I've learned I'm, I'm tougher than, than what I, what I thought I was. I think just that to me, it's just, it's been a learning experience and it's nice to see, you know, you grow and just entrust yourself a little bit more of, of, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, no matter what the outcome is and I'm, I'm going to prevail. Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the one of the big things for me uh, when I run ultra ultra this heckle super ultra this day is a hundred milers. Um, in a marathon, didn't break me enough, and you know fifty k will not. But when I went to hundred, it's it start breaking breaking me apart. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you you break apart in so many different ways. And one other thing about uh, seeing what I see is just putting those putting myself back together and finishing yeah. the races. You know, just one of those things. You know, in life, that's like. How how did I do that? I mean, I go back and yeah. look at, watch my videos and say, listen to me talking about. That. I was like, uh, how did that happen? How you know? So <laughs> running all no, I, I agree. I agree. No, I it's it's a it's a neat process to see. You kind of I feel like there's so many emotions that you go through. <laughs> you know, you want to cry, you want to laugh. You you know, you're on another planet for a minute. You kind of come back to reality, but. You know, I just, it's so, it's such a, you're a basket case, but it's such a, when you go back, like you said, and you kind of reflect on it, just, you know, I feel like some of the videos that Carrie had taken, you know, I, you kind of go through and you kind of listen to what you were saying. You're going, oh, where was my head there? But, <laughs> you know, it's, you kind of come through and you kind of, you know, you learn, hey, you know, we're going to get through this, but. It's a it's a roller coaster ride for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, one of the one of the thing I always tell people is that 
say that uh, ride the high, stay in the low, never give up. You know, so just yeah. you, you know, even my last hundred mile, I was like, I didn't want to give up my bib, bib and turn it in and say I'm done till I take a nap. I took a nap and then I I woke up and left and I was that was another person, but. But that's uh, that's about giving yourself a chance. That's what we talked about earlier too. Yeah. But, but definitely finding about yourself in so many different ways. It's uh, those you can discover that. I don't think you can discover in five k marathon or you know, some people may. But uh, people like us who has gone done so many races and marathons and, and probably not. But but this is interesting, uh, uh, Micah. We talked so much about different things. Uh, Micah, as you're headed uh, to Badwater, as you're getting ready to head to Badwater, how was your support like? Uh, uh, tell us beyond community moral support and Pacers. Anybody has approached you to uh, to support your journey? Yeah. So um, we ha- we have we've got a few um, few things in the works in the in the community, and then um, we have. I was lucky enough to get, uh, to be one of the um, Hoka Flyers, and so um, they've. Um, been fantastic and it's a great group of people um we have like a a little support group that have been fantastic and so um hoka is giving me some gear and um honey stinger is um behind me i'm ambassador for one or kind of in their program getting help from them and then um lululemon is gonna um outfit the team so um they're gonna it's kind of putting them too in the, in the, uh, big kind of running community ultra world, um, and letting people get their, get their, uh, get their input. And then, um, and then, uh, possibly, um, mountain high outfitters kind of in, in the works and uh, helping, helping me out just a little bit. And so, um, we'll kind of we'll go from there, but so, and you know, the, the community has been fantastic. Um, like I said, I have people, um, Steve Ponty has been amazing. Um, a, probably a little plug for him. If you need to get yourself back together, put back together. Ponty um, massage is fantastic, but uh, he's he's been a great um, a great person and a great support. That's kind of where we are right now. So we'll see we'll see what happens in the future. Definitely, uh, you still have a couple of more months uh, left uh, before you travel. You still have a lot more training. Looking forward to hearing more about your training. You probably will have to sit down after you come back and. Uh, discuss and see how how thing everything goes uh it's a great journey and a great uh undertaking you're about to do this is uh this is going to be interesting i think you are the first uh birmingham runner that i know of at least uh, about to attempt this uh bad water uh i know some of the out-of-state runners but here locally yeah uh, you may be the first one so definitely it'll, it'll be interesting your hometown will be cheering for you no pressure for you but uh definitely uh <laughs> <laughs> so so we're looking forward micah uh, we talked so much different thing about your running running journey uh, ultra distance running um and now you headed to Badwater. Give us a word of advice uh, to all the runners, all the listeners about taking yourself beyond your limit. Uh, that's what you have done. Uh, just being a marathoner was not enough for you. You took yourself to be ultra runner. Then the 100 miler. Now uh, you're about to run 134 miles uh, through the Death Valley. Uh, give us a word of advice to take yourself beyond your limit. Yeah, no, I th- you know, I guess a word of advice, look in the mirror and tell yourself, you know, okay, I've hit this goal and where else do you want to go and what else, you know, are you capable of? And just look yourself face to face. I think I think a lot of us too, and, and this may not be any advice whatsoever, but we don't really look at ourselves and say, hey, you in the mirror, like, 
you can do this. Look what you just did. But, you know, just even if it's a time, you know, of just pushing yourself to not only, you know, you've hit this time goal, but maybe pushing yourself a little bit beyond or, or, you know, just even go, go run with somebody different um, that you're not used to and, you know, glean from them something they're doing and, you know, take yourself just, you know, just, I guess, just look and face your fears and, and take it to the next level and just, you know, dig deep and tell yourself, you know, you can. Don't take yourself for granted for where you are. I mean, there's so many other things and, um, you know, opportunities and other limits that you can hit. And, you know, if this little girl from Birmingham, Alabama can, can reach her goals, you know, you definitely can, you, you can reach them too. Micah, that's uh, that's a great word of advice. Uh, thanks for your time and your advice. Looking forward to hearing about your stories uh, in coming days, uh, your training, and watching you progress through this uh, through this process uh, to get into lineup at uh, Death Valley in, in about a two, little little more than a month or two months from now. Uh, we'll catch up uh, and uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk with you and the rest the rest of the group uh, once you come back. Definitely, that sounds fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emrun's Podcast. Please visit emruns.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, get discount codes, and more.